In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From our gospel we just read for this weekend, we hear of the transfiguration of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we hear of our Lord's divinity being shown forth through his humanity. And it's done for a variety of reasons, but one of the main ones is our Lord is showing the apostles, but also a reminder to ourselves, present today, of who our Lord Jesus is as he soon enters into his passion to not lose hope, to not think that everything's been lost, but rather don't take things at face value. There's a glory that is yet to be revealed, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen, of course, as we know, a few days later after our Lord dies on Easter Sunday when he rises from the dead with his resurrection. I'm actually not going to focus on the readings for this sermon this weekend. I'm going to focus instead kind of kind of a continuation from last weekend's sermon on the crucifix, kind of. There's these, traditionally this time of the year during Lent, you hear more commonly what's called the last seven words of our Lord Jesus. They're not specifically words because they're more of sayings, the last sayings of our Lord. And they're referring to the last sayings that he says while he is hanging upon the cross. Now I'm only going to go into one of them today. So remind yourselves again of what the situation is for our Lord as he says each of these sayings. So he has just been whipped, scourged at the pillar. So he has open wounds all over his body. And he has to carry this cross, which produces his worst wound on his shoulder. As he's carrying this cross through Jerusalem, Jerusalem is just a naturally dusty kind of city. So there's dust and whatnot in some of his wounds. As he's carrying this cross further, you know, people do spit on him and the like. He's eventually, of course we know, that he gets nailed to the cross. So that excruciating pain, let alone as he's raised up and settled the cross in a vertical position, all of his body weight is now upon his two feet and his two hands. Excruciating pain through and through, but then we also have the crown of thorns on his head. And that's pressed into his skull, Anytime he tries to lean back on that cross for any form of relief, he bangs his head on the, on the wood, of course, creating more pain. For him to just simply breathe, he has to literally push himself again through the nails that are driven through his feet and hands. He has to push himself up just to breathe and then let go to let the breath out. But when you think of that, he's in all this pain. So he's speaking to us, while he's breathing through all this pain, which means he is literally not wasting his breath with each of these last seven words, sayings that he says on the cross. So these words are very, very important for not just the crowd that was present at the time when our Lord was crucified, but they are very important for us as Catholic Christians today. The first word that I wanted to get into was where he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Again, remind yourself, all this pain, all this pain he's going through. And he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Amazingly, he's not thinking of vengeance, revenge. He's not thinking of anger, because, of course, in front of him are some of the people that nailed him to that cross. Right in front of her are some of the people that have spit upon him, mocked him, and the like. And even 
because he wasn't probably right in that vicinity, thinking of Pontius Pilate who sentenced him to death, he wasn't thinking of only those people. He was thinking of a huge expand of people, literally all of humanity. So as much as we could say God could have been mad by man's standards, he had every right to be mad. But no, what did he do? He implored forgiveness, mercy upon those who were present and all of mankind, us here, everyone in the world, including us here. Can you imagine being in that position and saying those words? All the physical pain you are in, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now let's make this more personal. We all have something, someone, maybe multiple people who have wronged us from the past that we can truly say it's been difficult for us to forgive them. The pain is real. The suffering's real. It might be still going on for some of us. Now compare your pain and suffering. Compare it to this pain and suffering that our Lord Jesus Christ went through as he was hanging on that cross. And he said those words, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, my friends, if you find yourself in the position that it's difficult for you to forgive, just to even think of it, or even to move further into complete forgiveness for a wrong that was done to you in the past, then, my friends, bring yourself close to our Lord Jesus Christ. Not so much as a comparison... Yes, it can can compel you because his pain is certainly much worse than yours. But my friends, bring yourself closer to our Lord Jesus because he clearly has the strength to forgive everything. And if we find ourselves struggling to forgive, then we need to go to the one man, the God-man, who has the strength to forgive and ask for that strength. Ask for that strength. Implore for that strength. Yes, obviously in your prayers, but don't limit it to only your prayers. Bring it to the sacraments in the church. We forget, as Catholics, we forget that the power of that moment, the death and resurrection, the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is not stuck in the past. It's something that we actually can tap into now because of the sacraments in the church. That's why we use the word grace. When we say the word grace, think help, think assistance, think aid. The sacraments of the church, and even we can say the ones that we can receive with great frequency, the mass, and because it falls into mass, holy communion, and the sacrament of confession. We receive God's grace, his help, his assistance, his aid, for for what we need in life. And my friends, you bet that one of the big ones is going to be forgiveness, mercy, for us to receive God's own strength to forgive, to show God's own mercy to others that have wronged us. Doesn't make right what they did, it doesn't. But nonetheless, we can still forgive them as God has clearly forgiven us time and time and time and time and time again. If you can think that, of that, that our Lord Jesus has forgiven us and 
all of humanity's sins again and again and again, especially as we go to the sacrament of confession, my friends, that my goodness, draw closer to him on the cross. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Draw closer to him on the cross. Bring those prayers saying to God, please help me to have a more merciful heart. Help me to at least want to have that merciful heart. And bring that to the sacraments, my friends, so you can receive his grace, his help, his assistance, his aid to open your heart more to be less of a sinner and more like God's. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You want to be more godlike? Then bring those prayers to the sacraments and ask God for that grace from the sacraments. Again, from the power of the cross and resurrection, that power is brought to us in the sacraments so that you can, maybe for some, finally be open to forgiveness. For others, to finally move forward further in the realm of forgiveness. And, my friends, to be just more like our Lord Jesus Christ himself. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.